This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in. To I work for him this afternoon as Martha and I welcome you out there on Let's Talk Faith.com, iHeartRadio. Maybe you're listening right here in Tampa Bay on AM 57910 or FM 102.1. Perhaps you're listening to a rebroadcast on Talk America Radio or maybe one of the podcast stations on iTunes, Google Play, Music, or Stitcher. However, you're hearing the show today, just know that we prayed for you ahead of time that something we say today will cause you to just Get involved in a conversation with one of your peers, with somebody that you work with, about one of the topics. And today, today you better hold on, because this show, I don't think I've ever done this in a show before, but who knows, it could be a precursor of things to come. There's so much incredible stuff going on around the country, yet the news is always full of bad news. I'm sick and tired of the news companies. Let's put them out of business. They they only know how to present one kind of news, bad news. But there's good news everywhere. But hardly do you ever hear about it. Certainly almost never on television. But who highlights the good stuff that's going on? Well, we do. Right here on I Work For Him. Today's show full of fun, surprises, as we hear from five different people in five different ministries from all over the country. First off, Samaritan's Purse. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an amazing ministry. That's been going on for decades and decades. I have no idea how long, but we'll find out in just a second. That at Christmas time, or Thanksgiving time, before Thanksgiving, people put together a shoebox full of gifts for a child somewhere in another part of the world. And this shoebox gets packaged together along with the gospel of Jesus Christ and gets shipped off to some other part of the country and will be delivered in the next year sometime. Kids around the world get these shoeboxes and they cherish the things inside. A lot of them, if they get a plastic shoebox, cherish the box above all else. And at the same time, it's delivered with a presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing ministry that you and I can get involved with. For 30 or 40 bucks, we can put together a really, really nice shoebox. I want you to get involved in this ministry. And it's Samaritan's Purse. We've got a couple of people in studio with us today. We've got Julie Brigner. She is one of the local directors right here in Tampa Bay. But we have Yulia joining us. She was one of those kids all a bunch of years back. I'm not going to ask her how many because she doesn't look like she's old enough to be here. But I'm, I'm sure that she's... <laughs> she I, might I, tell us how many years okay, ago. All right. How many years ago was it, Yulia? It was 16 years ago. 16 years ago. So she was like two, maybe. Nine years old. Okay. All right. So 16 years ago, she got one of these shoe boxes, and you're going to hear her story today. But welcome to Julie Brigner and Yulia. Is it Shubina? That's correct. You got it right. right. A little closer to the microphone. Okay. So let's talk about this. Julie, the shoe box ministry of Samaritan's Purse, it's widely known, yet there are many who are unfamiliar with it. Tell our listeners about how they can get involved. And anyone can get involved with Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child. All it takes is a simple shoebox, whether it's a cardboard shoebox, a plastic shoebox, fill it up with a wow item for the child, a lot of other items, school supplies and hygiene items, and bless a child somewhere in the world so they can hear about the gospel message of Jesus Christ. 
That was so simple. Okay, but it's really cool. Like our she kids, said that a few times. She did. She did say that. I know when our kids are putting together shoeboxes, they loved. You know, our son would do one for a boy, and our daughter would do one for a girl, and they loved putting that stuff together. I mean, right. it's really it's fun. It's a, it's a ministry, but you don't just package together the stuff that somebody puts in there. You guys also include. Like there's a gospel story booklet in there too as well. Don't you put that in there? Actually, it doesn't go inside the box, okay. but the gospel story book called The Greatest Gift of All is given to the children in a gospel presentation in those countries where they're delivered in, um, all over the globe. So they actually get the gospel booklet. And we had the pleasure many years ago to go on a distribution trip. Mm-hmm. And actually the kids really thought that little colored paper gospel booklet was the gift they were receiving from us. So when the shoeboxes came out of the cartons, they were amazed at what they were about to see it's cool how can a church get involved because this is an amazing church-wide project that people can get involved in because anybody can do this uh and it, it and it really it costs them the money to buy the shoe box if they buy a plastic one and put the stuff inside and then you ask them to include a check of how much money it's a suggested donation of nine dollars and that nine dollars will take this shoe box anywhere in the world so I challenge it's shipping you, and handling. Yeah, that I would kind challenge of stuff. you to ship anything just to Orlando for less than nine dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> the one around the globe. So it's it's a very nominal donation, and that's what it costs to take to get the box in the child's hand. So we got a lot of listeners from all over the country and literally all over the world that are listening to the show or will listen to it as a, a in the future as a rebroadcast or a podcast. Tell them how they can get and get their church, their their body of Christ involved in this ministry. The best way is go to SamaritansParks.org backslash OCC. There's a contact page on there. There's regional offices all over the United States. They'll connect them with local volunteers, just as um, I am here in the Tampa Bay area, and they will connect you with us. But there's a plethora of information on the website. They have Project Leader Landing page there. All the information is there. Resources are free to order, and they'll ship them right to your church. gives you step-by-step. But know that there's area teams in all 50 states that are here to support a church that wants to get started. You know, and I just want to put a challenge out there to our listeners in the fact that if you, this is something a workplace can do. And because we are a oh, workplace show, yeah. I was when I was running the retail Christian bookstore, one of the biggest impacts that was made on me was a company that said, our company is doing this and we want to bring all these in to be delivered. And they, so people that didn't even necessarily celebrate Christmas wanted to bless kids when they heard what it was about and they got on board and said this is just something we're doing during the christmas season and um so i want to challenge our listeners to think about that they can order the supplies themselves and and be a that for their company so samaritanspurse.org forward slash occ which stands for operation christmas child now julie these shoe boxes go all over the world to children in need the experience for a child obviously they're their individual experiences but you've gotten some stories but today you brought a kid who got a shoebox 16 years ago. Right. Why don't you introduce Yulia for us? Well, we're so excited to have Yulia in the Tampa Bay area this weekend. She's sharing at several venues around, and she's going to tell you firsthand how that shoebox um, stirred her heart for the Lord and just what a traumatic impact it had on her life. So welcome, Yulia. Yulia, welcome to I Work For Him. So you were one of those kids that got a shoebox. That's right. I'm a former shoebox recipient. <laughs> All right. So how many years ago was that again? It was 16 years ago, back in 2001, when I was nine years old. And you were living where? I was living in a sensitive country in Central Asia. Sensitive country. Got it. One of those countries you cannot say the name or I'll be killed. So we're not going to do that today. <laughs> All right, so you got a shoebox. What did it have in it? Yes, it was filled with awesome items. Some of the things that I still remember, glittery pencils, beautiful notebooks, a lot of hair accessories, and a toy, and also an etch sketch 
I remember there etch sketch. Etch -a How did they get an etch -a sketch in a shoebox? <laughs> it actually was a tiny one, and okay. guess what? I did not know what an etch sketch was, so I didn't know how to use that item. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever figure it out? Yes, accidentally my sister turned the knobs, and when she saw the lines go up and down, we finally learned what an etch sketch oh, was. Oh, <laughs> that's wonderful. Now, I never, I knew what an etch sketch was. I never could get an etch sketch to work for me. <laughs> But there was some, there was a specific item in there that you still do you still have it today? Yes, I do. What was it? And it was a stuffed animal dog. It was the nicest dog or the nicest toy that my sister and I have had, and also it was the nicest toy that my cousins had. So we would share this puppy. My sister and I would play with him for a little bit, and then he would be hosted by my cousins a week or two at a time, and Aww. then we would get him back. That's so great. It's that pretty cool. All right. So how did this, you know, as they get delivered out. So what was it like? The the Samaritan's Purse people came into your village. And then what, what happened? How did you get your shoebox? Yes. Actually, my outreach event happened a little bit differently because my dad worked with an orphanage at that okay. time. And he helped out as a translator and the driver. He helped out with the distribution of the shoeboxes. And then Samaritan's Purse staff also wanted to minister to all the drivers and interpreters. And they gave two shoeboxes to my dad that... One was for my sister and one was for me. Nice. Okay. So how did that impact you personally? Yes. So I remember the very first thing I asked my dad, who was this gift from? It looked nothing like what we could get in our country. And he said it came from a girl in the United States. And I remember for a nine-year-old girl, that was a very puzzling answer. Why would a stranger in the United States send me a gift? So that was the first thing that was very impactful for me. And another thing, I got a letter in my shoebox gift from the girl who packed it for me. And in that letter, she wrote that God loves me and that she was praying for me. So mm. tell me about how it then, over the long term, impacted you spiritually. Yes, yeah, so I do believe that the Lord has used the shoebox gift, the prayers, and the letters. We ended up, the girl and I ended up becoming pen pals. So over a span of several years, we would write letters to one another. And every single letter, she closed with that same sentence, I'm praying for you. And I remember every time I read the sentence, I didn't fully understand the meaning of it. But I do remember something being stirred in my heart. And th there was this curiosity, who this God is that she's praying to on behalf of me. When we come back at the end, the last segment of the show, you're going to hear the rest of Yulia's story and how you can get involved in the ministry of Operation Christmas Child. It's incredible. You, you got to get involved in this. As Martha said, that was an incredible idea. Your office can get involved in this. Check it out. Samaritanspurse.org. Samaritanspurse.org forward slash OCC for Operation Christmas Child. We'll be right back with more I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Now it's time for the I Work For Him book highlight segment brought to you by MTL Magazine, the women's magazine designed to bring more to your life. In the fall edition of MTL Magazine, you will go behind the humor with the queen of clean, Shonda Pierce. Find words of encouragement for dealing with change, thoughts on perseverance, and practical ideas for dealing with kids going back to school. MTL is packed full of tips and articles from new voices, your favorite Christian artists, authors, and performers. Go to mtlmagazine.com and subscribe today. Promo code MTL. I work for him. Now, Jim, let's hear today's title. All right, today's title. Martha. It is Take Hold of the Faith You Long For by Sharon Janes, and her subtitle is Let Go, Move Forward, and Live Bold. We've had Sharon Janes on before. She's and amazing. Love her to death, and it gives if it gives anybody any idea, I mean, like some of the um, little blurbs from other people, Holly Girth has a little comment on the back of the book. So um, for anybody who loves Sharon Janes, just the whole concept of 
taking hold of your faith, the faith you long for. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. Get a copy of Sharon Jane's latest book, Take Hold of the Faith You Long For, Let Go, Move Forward, Live Boldly. Sharon Jane's 877-943-9673. Jose, you ready for some phone calls, sir? All right. Well, I think he's ready for some phone he calls. Is. He's pressing a button, and, and but I can read his lips, so it's good. Jose, we'll be taking your call, 877-943-9673. Call, get a copy of Sharon Jane's latest book. Hey, we've got on the line today with us, Cody DeWitt. Cody DeWitt is, well, he's got something I want you guys to hear. You see, a little while back, Martha and I, almost a year ago, Martha and I gave up on traditional health insurance because it was just way too expensive and the deductibles were way too high and we were searching for a solution and we knew about Samaritan Ministries healthcare sharing ministry out of Peoria, Illinois that's all over the country and we checked it out and we said, you know what, that's a ministry we want to be part of and I want you to hear Cody DeWitt's story on why he and his family got involved. Cody DeWitt, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, how are you doing today? Well, we're doing good. I'm really excited for people to hear your story. Cody, why was healthcare sharing from Samaritan Ministries the best option for you and your family? Yeah, so, you know, my story is probably pretty similar to yours and probably similar to a lot of people, you know, out there that's listening right now. Uh, number one for us, this is probably back around 2011, 2012. My wife and I we were looking at, you know, our healthcare situation and we were thinking, okay, you know what, we don't feel comfortable kind of with the direction that, that things were going in the country at the time as, as believers. Uh, and then, like you had mentioned, the costs were just, they just kept going up and up and up and up. And so, you know, those types of, of pressures on our family, I remember my wife looking at me and saying, you know, if we, if, if it keeps going this direction, we're, we're, we're not, we're going to go bankrupt with how much we're paying. And so we did the same thing that you did. We, we looked around, we shopped around, stumbled across healthcare sharing ministries. Um, we, we looked at Samaritan and we thought, okay, here's something that actually aligns with what we believe as Christians in terms of how it applies to health care, and we can afford it. It's well, something that, 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 that will take care of that, you know, itch. So how has it worked for you and your family, this health care sharing ministry? And again, I want people to check it out, SamaritanMinistries.org. And when you do, if, after what you hear Cody have to say today, and you decide to switch over to Samaritan Ministries and give up on traditional health insurance, make sure you tell him you heard about it on I Work For Him. So Cody, <laughs> for you and your family, how has it worked for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just before I got, or right after I got hired at Samaritan Ministries to work with them, we had our very first medical need. Uh, I was, you know, we were visiting my folks, and I just started uh, coughing up blood. And turned out there was a tumor on my lung that needed to be to be removed. And this was the very first medical need that we were going to have as members of Samaritan Ministries without health insurance. And we were nervous. And, you know, to be quite honest, uh, we had about $115,000 in medical bills oh, after the my surgery. goodness. Yeah. Had to cut out a third of my right lung and, and yank that stuff out of there. And, but once it was gone, we submitted that bill to Samaritan Ministries, and here was the cool part. Uh, Samaritan Ministries assigned members from all over the country to send their monthly shares directly to me and my wife. And that's what was really neat, because we received all of the resources needed to pay off all of those bills, but... We also receive from those fellow believers cards, notes, scripture verses, uh, song lyrics. I got a, 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 a little drawing that was drawn for me by a four-year-old girl, and her mother came back and, you know, 
marked on it, you know, labeled everything that was on the picture, said, this is her praying for you by her bedside. This is her window. This is, mm-hmm. this is her lamp. And I thought, how cool is this? This really is a practical way that the body of Christ can lift these medical burdens. And I got to show my two boys, guys, this is the body of Christ in action in something as just everyday and mundane as health care. And that is what really is, is the difference between Samaritan Ministries and health insurance. It's a way to really glorify the Lord and strengthen the body of Christ nationwide through something like health care. Well, so compare your experience working with Samaritan Ministries and the families from across the country that share over $20 million worth of needs every month. Compare that to your experience with the health insurance, which is which was better. Right, right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I enjoyed so much more being a part of Samaritan Ministries because you do feel more like your community. I've, you know, there's there's far less of that personal touch when you're engaged for whatever reason, whatever the causes, whatever the blames, there's far less of that personal touch, you know, when you're dealing it, it, within a paradigm of health insurance than there is with health care sharing, especially with Samaritan Ministries. You know, when I when we submit needs, when we, and we do, you know, our, our that, that was just the very first need. We've had several, you know, my boys have are typical boys, and they get into typical types of, you know, rough-and-tumble uh, things where we got to take them to the ER or what have you. And, um, you know, when we submit these medical burdens to the ministry, we, we know that our advocates are praying for us. We know that our, our uh, you know, when they're calling and they're, they're sending out those prayers, we know that people across the country are praying for us. So for us, the experience, it, you know, it's, it's different. It's different than health insurance, to, to be sure, because it is not that. Uh, but the experience overall is far more enjoyable just simply because we know that there's an element to our health care now that was lacking before, and it was that kind of intercessory uh, ministering, uh, you know, between the body of Christ with each other. And that's that's what I really, really love about this. Martha's got a question for you. Well, it wasn't yeah. even really a question, but I just we got to thinking about the fact that I've never heard anybody say, Boy, I paid my health insurance this month, and it gave it moved me emotionally. And it did, <laughs> but to hear your story and think about the how touching the experience is, as opposed to it just being a mundane thing that has to be done, uh, that that speaks truly to the difference in it as well. So, Cody, oh, tell the audience. Yeah. We got just a little bit less than a minute left. Tell the audience how they can get involved and why they should get involved in SamaritanMinistries.org. Absolutely. So yeah, please just do do what I did, do what you did. Just go to SamaritanMinistries.org. Uh, they are there Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 p.m. Central. If you want to give them a call at 877-764-2426, there's a bunch of really, really great guys and gals that, that you'll be able to talk to and ask all of your questions. Uh, but, but really, I think people need to kind of look at this because we're you know, with things that are taking place in the country, you, you want to be able to have something where you can have that kind of, you know, sh- sure support within the body of Christ with something as difficult as health care. And so I would really encourage people that if they want something that brings, you know, honor and glory to the Lord, if they want something that they can actually speak into, because we are a member-driven driven ministry that has many aspects where people can vote and, and kind of steer the direction of the ministry. Uh, and, and so it you know, they're not just simply a passive partner or a passive participant in this healthcare world. They're yeah. actually actively engaged in that. Right. Um, I would really encourage them to do that. You can check us out at SamaritanMinistries.org. It's Christians helping Christians with healthcare. I love that. That's your tagline on your website. I love that. Cody DeWitt, we're going to bring you back in. we got, we got to share the story. But I love the story of the church at work meeting healthcare needs 
thousands and thousands and thousands of families sharing millions of dollars every month. Samaritan Ministries doing that coordination, but me not writing a check every month to a, a company. I'm right into another family. It's amazing. Cody, yeah. Dwight, thanks for being on I Work for Him today and sharing that story. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, you bet. That's amazing, Martha. And, that, and I want to make sure people heard that because people are looking for alternatives to health insurance because health insurance is way too expensive. And, and I'm just reading numbers that another 50% rate increase for people that are part of the you know, Affordable Care Act, which really should be the Unaffordable Care Act because it's completely no, no, unaffordable. We're not oh, okay, today. step back up. People can, <laughs> if they're Christ followers who are willing to profess their faith and live according to a lifestyle, a biblical lifestyle, they can get involved in being part of the healthcare sharing world. Yeah, and again, I just think that, like, for us, I know every month when we get our um, notification for where our share is going to go and it tells us what their medical need is, I find an appropriate card for that so that I can then try to minister to that family in that way. And we've been really blessed. A lot of the ones we've participated in this year have been births of babies. So that's been an extra special to be able to congratulate those parents. We're paying to help birth babies instead of abort babies. And that's the difference between health care Health insurance and healthcare sharing with SamaritanMinistries.org. We're not paying for abortion drugs. We're not paying for abortions. We're not paying for sex changes. We're not paying for the stuff that you don't want to pay for. You're paying for healthcare for people who have healthcare needs. And you share them as the body of Christ. And it's amazing. It's an amazing ministry. It's like the body. It's like Acts 2 all over again. I love it. You get very excited. I do. SamaritanMinistries.org. SamaritanMinistries.org. And if you go out there and you call, make sure you let them know you heard about it on I Work For Him because they'll actually give a little gift back to I Work For Him to help support the show. Just make sure you let them know. SamaritanMinistries.org. All right. In between all of the different interviews today, we're talking about Operation Christmas Child through Samaritan's Purse, Mm -hmm. another Samaritan ministry. Wow, that Samaritan dude, very famous. (laughs) He had no idea how famous he would be. We've got Julie Brigner and Yulia in here, Yulia Shubina. Yulia was one of the shoebox recipients 16 years ago in an unnamed Asian country because she can't tell us or she'd have to kill me. That's what she said before the shows. (laughs) So, Yulia, you said when you opened that shoebox, how did it smell? It smelled like America. And probably most of you who are listening wondering, what does America smell like? Well, for me, it smelled very clean and it smelled very new. And it had a very distinct smell that I knew just smelled like America. And that new smell, formaldehyde. That's right. That's it. It's in all of our clothes. It's formaldehyde. That's terrible. You know, did I you get say, a plastic shoebox or did you get a, uh, a cardboard one? I got a plastic shoebox gift, and I actually still have it to this day. And we use it for many different things. Talk about that to our audience because these shoeboxes. And I'll let Martha answer your question because that to me is what I've heard back through the from the jungles across the world when I've been in villages in the jungles. The shoebox that was plastic, one of the most important gifts. Why? The shoebox gift itself could be a gift, for, especially for someone living in a third world country. For us, it was first ever Tupperware container. And like I said, I still have it today. And now I use it more as a mem- uh, memorable item for right. me. But at that time of receiving a shoebox gift, my mom used it actually to transport baked goods from our house to my grandparents for special occasions like birthdays and New Year and Christmas. Mm. It's amazing. Julie, it's got to be so fun to be part of this on a daily basis, just knowing that what you do is impacting lives, not only with a little joy, but also with Christ around the world. It's got to be really cool. It's amazing. It's amazing. We're blessed every day to wake up and go, God, let's just partner with him in this amazing ministry. It's awesome.
Check it out online at Samaritan. I didn't ever let Martha ask her a question. I'm sorry. Martha, what a great show. We're, we've had so much fun talking about Samaritan Ministries, talking about Samaritan's Purse. I know. It's like a, all of our favorites all in one. It is. And now we have, the we have I don't know, probably the most unusual testimony ever shared from a workplace to date. But we're going to have lots more of this as we scan across the country getting cool testimonies about people in their workplace. We've got J.D. calling in today. And I heard about J.D. from another person who heard about it from another person who heard, about, heard it from a friend. <laughs> from a friend. Who <laughs> heard it from a friend. And I'm not going to sing. Thank you. J.D. is a rideshare operator in a certain city in some place in the country. You know, rideshare are those companies that you can dial up on your phone and say, come pick me up and they're not a taxi service. J.D., welcome to I Work For Him. Pleasure to meet you, Jim. I'm so glad you could take some time, J.D., to actually be on the air with us today. What I love your intentionality, and I wanted the audience, the I Work Rim audience, to hear about that intentionality every day in your workplace. Why did you become a rideshare driver? Well, initially, I was hit by a uh, drunk driver, and it limited my uh, range of operation and, of course, ability to work. And... Um, while I was in recovery and between seeing the doctors, rideshare just seemed to be the perfect fit for, for our family, for me to be able to get out and, and contribute, get some income. So how has the rideshare driving provided you a platform for ministry? Well, the surprising thing, Jim, is um, I didn't really recognize it as first it would be a platform for ministry, although as a believer, you know, um, I've learned that you have to be intentional, and whether you're at the grocery store or at the gas station, there's opportunities all around us. If, if the challenge is to be light in a dark place, certainly the world we're living in is a dark place. So, um, so the rideshare, uh, you know, we live in a day and age where we've sort of cocooned, perhaps maybe even as Christians, not just as families in our communities, but in, in the rideshare, you have a, an absolute stranger who's trusting this app, and. Um, their reputation that I'm going to be able to take them from point A to point B safely. And so I think a wall sort of, you know, that invisible wall between people sort of comes down when, when they have that hope and faith and trust in, say, an Uber or Lyft, for example, and they step in the back of the car and they're hoping, they, you know, I'll trust and faithfully deliver them to their destination that they've inputted. So when that wall comes down, that's like having someone come into your living room. There's a little bit of tension maybe at first, and you you say hello, and my name is, and, and they do the same, and where are you from, or how was your flight? And then shortly that follows is uh, um, as they learn to trust you, and you engage them, you know, simply by some questions, which is one of my favorite ways of evangelism, mm-hmm. but um, you get a chance to be light in a dark place. And whether that person, like, uh, they're visiting the city, and they're, uh, or they're here for an interview, or, um, you know, they're on holiday, uh, it starts with that, and it may end with, you know, I would love to be able to pray pray for that job interview, you know, or I'd love to pray for your, your sick mother that's visiting, what's her name? And so in those small ways, we're always able to sort of nudge and, and engage people with the truth and light. What's your, and most well, me- what's your most memorable conversation? Well, there's usually at least one a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember, uh, I mean, so many, you can almost pick a subject um, favorite teen conversation, favorite old, old, you know, elderly person conversation, favorite drunk person conversation. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, you pick one. I, I couldn't tell you just one. But how often have you been able to then engage people in a conversation about Christ? I mean, through asking all those questions that you're asking. Right. I think I think that that's actually directly related to how much my life personally is engaged in the Word and, and prayer. 
I think that's probably true. Everyone would would be able to identify with that. But you know, the, it's the times that you sense God's moving in your life that you'll see more of Him in your life. And so, when you're actively reading the Word, or you're in, you know engaged in the discipline of, of being in the Word, even when you don't feel like it, and so I see more fruit, therefore, when that happens, um, and less fruit when that's not happening in a con- in a consistent way. But uh, yeah, sort sort of answer your question when that of how many times. Say, say the question again. Well, I just was wondering how often you get the opportunity to actually oh. share Christ with some of your uh, riders. Yeah, it's daily. It's daily. I think the um, the surprising thing really is how few believers are in rideshare. That's that's kind of surprised me. But you're saying that it's actually a pretty good platform for sharing the gospel. It is. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the folks are going to have you know, disposable income, and maybe they're going out for dinner or, or drinking and so forth. But, yeah, uh, our culture, getting in that car with, with our culture, so many of our culture, many, many people don't go to church. Now, they may have once or when they were young. You know, as I get to some of these deeper, longer conversations that may have developed, but um, most people aren't, aren't in church. What? And most people don't understand the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible opportunity. And one day I want to bring you in where we could share like a whole half hour worth of stories. But, J.D., I appreciate you sharing the fact that, hey, ride-sharing driving can be a ministry. And with intentionality, you get to engage people with the gospel. It's an idea that needed to be spread out there across the world. And you just did it today right here on I Work For Him. J.D., thanks for being a part of I Work For Him today. God bless you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Either work or continue with the ministry. All right, Thank keep you. listening. Appreciate Love that, especially when you're in that car from 3 to 4. All right. You hear her every day. She does all of the transitions. She introduces the show. She talks about us during the middle of the show. She closes out the show. It's Miss Casey Bell. Casey Bell in studio with us today. We, she's always in the background. Today she's in the studio. Casey, welcome to I Work For Him. I'm loving it. I'm going to have to pop in here more often. You have to do that. <laughs> Get all these goodies. So you have water bottles. I mean, this is great. I'm going <laughs> to come every Friday. Come in the studio. <laughs> we, like, we would love that. You know, your ministry place, besides being a mom of three, mm-hmm. is the radio. How did mm-hmm. you ever get your start in radio? Okay, this is a uh, funny story. So I uh, took radio in college. I had to do a radio show for one of my classes. Um, I was a communications major. And so I had a one hour a week show and um, I didn't tell any of my friends because it was the campus radio. So I didn't tell any of my friends where I was going. I just disappeared for one hour a week because I didn't want anybody to hear me on the radio. And I didn't (laughs) want anybody, I didn't want, you know, you make mistakes. I was just learning. I was an intern. And anyway, so I got through that. And so I was like, hey, I I got through that. I did that, you know, and then I graduated. I moved back here to Tampa and um, saw that this at the time, it was a much smaller Christian radio station. We only had one station at the time here in the Tampa Bay area. It was very early 2000s and um, uh, saw that they needed some help. And I was like, hey, I can do that. I had a full time job already. Public relations. um, That was what my degree was in. And um, so I had a full-time job, and I'm like, I can do that part-time. I can help. I can do. I saw it in the church bulletin. Small Christian radio station needs some help. So I began 9 p.m. to midnight twice a week. Wow. <laughs> and 6 to midnight on a Saturday. That was it obviously was before children. Lonely. Oh, yeah. Pre-children, pre-marriage, pre, pre-everything. pre Okay. <laughs> but now you're a mother, a wife, and a mother of three. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you fit in time for radio and raising all those kids? 
I mean, there's a definite work-life balance. I mean, and that looks different for everyone. Um, for some of my friends, that's completely different than what it looks like for me where I have this, where I'm able to come in to a building here and to share Jesus with our listeners and with uh, folks that come into the radio station. But I'm also able to stay home with the kids um, sometimes during the week, and I'm able to love on them and teach them to love Jesus and love others. And there's definitely a work-life balance, and I'm very blessed to be able to do both. You know, but being a mom of three and a wife, there's spiritual challenges to that. What's the biggest challenge to your faith each day? The, uh, is having the children. <laughs> <laughs> The they're, children. They're I not mean, listening, are they? No, no, okay. no. Although I'm grateful. We have great friends. I have a great support network. Friends picked them up from school. They're able to love on them while I'm here at work. And so um, it's a great support network. But, um, but, but the kids really challenge me every day. I mean, the questions that they have. And um, how old are they? Um, so I have two boys. They yep. are six, almost seven, and then eight. So they're like 19 months apart. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. really close together and two boys. So you can only imagine <laughs> the the uh, noises at our house. But um, and then, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just boys being boys. But then and then we we're blessed with a little girl. Um, of just about 19 months ago. All right. Yes. So do you have a Casey Bell fan club? Mm, no. I don't, I don't know why. CaseyBell.com. Just go out to CaseyBell.com and check her out. All right. You're going to have one now. That's right. Great. That's right. Jim bought the last year, for you. Last year, actually, it was about a year and a half ago, Martha and I had the opportunity to briefly speak to your small group at your church mm-hmm. about the 2018 Cruiser Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. Actually, that was probably the 2016 one. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by I Work For Him. We do it every year. Coming up February 8th through the 12th. Have you convinced your husband to get signed up for that yet? Listen, it's right before Valentine's Day. It's I mean, a perfect it's the gift. Best, I'll tell you, the best vacation we ever took as a married couple was a cruise. Well, I and mean, how much better to work on your marriage exactly. and go on a cruise? So I am answer all the for question, Casey Bell. In. I have to. I can't commit without getting his. Uh, <laughs> We're going to send on him it. a little send snippet him, of yes. information. Speak to him right now. Yes. Speak to him, uh, honey. We need to get away. We definitely need to get away from the three kids and work on our marriage. And I think that a cruise is the best way to go. Weekend with Jim and Martha. That's right. Right before Valentine's Day. Casey Bell, thank you for all your support, for your wonderful transitions, for always making us look good. We love you. We think you're awesome. Thanks for stepping in the studio with us today. Thanks for having me. We started off talking with Samaritan's Purse about their Operation Christmas Child. And then we started talking about Samaritan Ministries, healthcare sharing ministry. We had Cody DeWitt on talking about the amazing ability of a healthcare Christian healthcare sharing to be the church at large taking care of healthcare needs. As they say, Christians helping Christians with healthcare. I love that. All right. And then we had a testimony from a rideshare driver who uses his ride sharing. His name is JD, and he uses his ride sharing as a ministry to touch the lives of the people in his car as he's taking them from. Uh, position A to position B. And then we had none other than the famous Casey Bell right here. We might the, be the only two members of a Casey Bell fan club. We are. Officially. Check it out we'll online, CaseyBell.com. Okay. <laughs> but we're and we're going back now, taking it back. For those of you just tuning in or tuning in the second half of the show, I wanted you to get a really great picture of Samaritan's Purse. This is a ministry that we all need to get involved in. And Every business can get involved in. Every church can get involved in. And 
Martha, you had a question that you didn't get to ask before the bottom of the first half hour. Make sure you think of what that is. Because oh, I'm going to have, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. I was going to, Julie, we've got Julie Brigner in here. You're a, the, what's your title? I'm a regional area strategist, a volunteer for the project. Superwoman is what she is. Okay. <laughs> regional area strategist for Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child, right here in the Tampa Bay area. But Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child, is available in every state, right? Correct. All over the country. All over the islands, right? I mean, where, where can people go and be, I mean, any of, any of our territories? Yes, um, Puerto Rico, and there are in Hawaii as well, and there's several European well, countries. Hawaii's actually a state, countries. in case you're... Just, but you said island. Yeah, well, said island said, so. Then I said territories. What about Guam? Can people up in Guam or not? Uh, no, I don't believe... They don't, they're not a sending country in right, They're Guam, not a no, sending country. Okay, no. all right. But they can get in Alaska. Yes, Okay, what about Canada, uh, Canada, yes, there's a different branch for the Canadian folks as well. So When you say Canada, you have to always say A. A. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I want people to hear what is Samaritan's, Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child, all about. Tell about it. It's a ministry where individuals and groups pack simple shoebox gifts with real practical items um, for children that have not usually ever received a gift in their whole life. They receive this gift in the name of Jesus Christ. They get the gospel message of Jesus shared with them, and it's changing lives um, all around the globe. Martha. Well, Yulia was sharing. Maybe you want to reintroduce. Well, I will. We will in a okay. second. Go ahead. Okay. You oh, were... you're going to talk to Yulia? Well, then why don't you introduce Yulia? Yulia Shubina received a shoebox 16 years ago. We're, we're, we're cracking Yulia up today. She received a shoebox in her, her town when she was nine years old, and this shoebox changed her life. Okay, now you can answer the question. So it is such a thrill for you to be here and for people to understand, you know, we think we don't think about what happens after the shoebox is received and what what how a life can be changed. One of the things that you shared in the first half hour was the fact that you received a, a individualized letter in your shoebox. And that's something that I probably didn't pursue enough with our kids and probably even people I've talked to. So can you tell our listeners how very important that element of the shoebox was for you? Yes, I remember. I still remember at the bottom of my shoebox gift, there was a letter from the girl who packed it for me. It actually was very simple, but I still had to use two dictionaries to translate it. And I remember, like I said, it was a simple letter, but it had two very powerful sentences. And the girl who packed it for me and who wrote the letter, she said, God loves you and I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. And even though at the moment of receiving the shoebox gift and the letter, I didn't fully understand the meaning of those two sentences, but as, even as a nine-year-old girl, I remember there was something being stirred in my heart. And I remember wondering, why was a stranger not only packing a shoebox gift with so many wonderful items, but also praying for me and telling me that there is a God out there who loves me? I just think that's so powerful because I we don't know the impact of our word and our prayers, but we know that if we're being obedient and we're doing these things um out of a servant's heart and saying, I want to bless somebody, but I don't even know who that recipient's going to be. And just trusting God with those steps, the the amazing things that he can do as a That's result. Right. What was that girl's first name? Katie. Katie. Have you gotten to meet Katie? Yes. I actually had a chance, an opportunity to meet her once in 2009 and then meet her entire family in October of 2015 and wow. stay at the house and in the room where she wrote all of her letters to me. Nice. So you guys were corresponding via the mail. We were back uh, at that time. I didn't have email or even computer. I should start probably with that. So we used snail mail to send letters (laughs) to each other. How long did it take a letter to get from your unnamed village in an unnamed country and an unnamed continent (laughs) to the United States? 
I honestly don't even know because sometimes it would take us months to exchange one letter. Okay. So I know the mail system in my country was very slow. So snail mail was a very appropriate name for it. Yes. <laughs> Yulia, just talk for the audience. Talk to them about how powerful this gift was in your life. For me, like I said, the first thing I remember wondering is why would a stranger send a gift to someone across the world, someone they have never met? And the second and most powerful thing is why would the stranger tell me that God loves me and also would be praying for me? I, like I said, at the moment of receiving the letter and then many letters in the futures, I didn't fully understand what it meant when she would say, I'm praying for you. But years later, after I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, I looked back and I was able to see that God truly used something as simple as a shoebox gift and letters and prayers of the girl who lived in the United States as one of the seeds in my heart for me to come into a personal relationship with Him. So tell me, Julie, we're, you know, we've got lots of people listening and they're going like, well, tell me about the shoebox ministry. How, how do we get involved? Because this is a pretty simple deal. Very simple. Yet it can impact the life of a child for eternity and really the life of a child and their family. Because it's not just the kid that's going to hear the gospel, right? No, it's not. It's not. What happens when your children bring something home? You say, what is it, right? Usually you catch it and it ends up being some sort of unnamed virus. Right, exactly. But Samaritan's Purse has estimated that the shoebox gift impacts an average of five people. So not only was, um, you know, Yulia impacted, but... Her family got portions of that box, and she gets to share her testimony with others. So you can take that one simple shoebox gift, you're multiplying it times five, and you can just really see the ripple in the pond, what's happening. And, mm-hmm. and it's and that's because it's not just delivered with toys and hygiene products, it's delivered with the gospel. Exactly. It's all about getting, it's a tool to get the gospel message in the children's hands. The stuff's going to get used up, the stuff's going to go away. But the message of Jesus Christ is with them, and we pray that they accept him as their Savior as well. The stuff's going to get used up. The stuff's going to go away, except if you put it in a plastic shoebox. <laughs> Jim is a huge proponent and, and of I'll the t- And I'll tell you shoebox. why. I'll tell you why. I was in a village in the Dominican Republic, and it was in a village where there was just dirt roads. People swept the, the, you know, they had dirt floors, maybe two pairs of clothing, maybe not. And I was in one of these houses, and they had a plastic shoebox. Mm-hmm. And they had gotten it from Samaritan's Purse through Operation Christmas Child, and it was one of their prized possession because the Dominican is a rainy place. Exactly. It was the only thing they had in their home that could keep things dry. Exactly. Well, and the other neat thing, Jim, that happens is in 2011, Samaritan's Purse started a 12-lesson discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. So in many of the countries now, the children get to go through a discipleship program after they receive the box. Talk about longevity and teaching children to be disciples for Jesus. And since 2011, over 10 million children have gone through that discipleship program wow. and the salvations are just not even countable that they are documented. So it it is it's having a big huge effect on the world. Did these shoe boxes get into those unnamed countries where most people are not Christ followers? Um that's the place that Samaritan's Purse loves to take them in more I than anything. Mm. So yes, they they do. There's a lot of we call them sensitive countries. We want to protect the Christians that are there. Right. So we aren't allowed to disclose them, but they've been to over oh, there's been 140 a million shoeboxes have been sent to 160 Whew. countries around the globe. And there's only like 190 countries, right? So there's only 20 or Quite 30 countries. Yeah. That's right. Wow, that wow. is amazing. Yulia, speak to the audience. Tell them why they should get involved. It is, how many days? You say 87 days till the shoeboxes are due? 86, and we're really close to 80. 85 days. All right, and keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind, uh, next week, it's four months till Christmas. Woohoo! Uh, 
<laughs> Seriously. Start shopping, baby. I, I was trying to see if there was eggnog in the store because then I can start playing Christmas That's music. That's right. There right? has to be eggnog in the store before there's Christmas music at the Brangenberg household. Okay. Yulia, speak to our listeners. Tell them why the gift of a shoebox through Samaritan's Purse, Operations Christmas Child, Operation Christmas Child, is something everybody should get involved in. It's very simple, and anybody could get involved. And also, if you have children, it's a great opportunity to teach them how to share things that they have with others. So it's very simple, but the impact of it could be eternal, like it happened in my life, Mm -hmm. where someone, a girl of 11 years old in the United States, packed it with school supplies, with toys and hygiene items, and I received it living in a different part of the world, in a third world country. And for me, it had literally an internal impact Mm -hmm. through the prayers that she packed with it. So, Julie, tell people how they can get involved, how they can sign up, how they can get it going in their their office, how they can get it going in their church. That's right. It's not just for churches. It's for businesses. And the the growth of the businesses in the United States has grown dramatically over the last 10 years. Um, Samaritanspurse.org forward slash OCC. Go there. There's information. Find a regional office in anywhere in the United States. They'll connect you with local volunteers. But all the resources are right online. You can grab everything that you need. If they just type in, in the, if they ask the Google about Operation Christmas Child, it will come up. Yes, it will. Operation Christmas Child with Samaritan's Purse. Julie Brigner, Yulia Shubina, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him. Thank you. Martha, it's fast. It was furious, but we covered some really cool stuff today. But we got to get our shoeboxes ready. We do. It's never too early to start. <laughs> You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace it's our mission field where you can get a shoebox tree going. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.